everybody and welcome to a rebirth a return if you would back to form back 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 in the day for shits and giggles i used to sit there and pull youtube celebrities that i could muster to give me their time of day to sit down and just shoot the shit with them i had a little show called the ozone fast forward years later through workings with big kids big news back when sean long was big remember him uh, we went from a house to an apartment you know i'm talking about going on as the years went by i had a thought a few weeks ago and i'm like you know what? i, w- I want to bring it back because I-, I do miss working with my boy moody abriel moody you know kung fu enthusiast as well as uh independent filmmaker um but you know it's time to move on and do things over start again because there's a love there's a passion there's a fire that ignited in me recently and i just wanted to do it again and it's my pleasure today to not only redo this show, but to also reintroduce someone that I met years ago. And some of the questions, I'm going to knock them for a loop. But started off starting this little Facebook group called Realm of Collectors that has turned into a virtual powerhouse of collector community, respect amongst one another. He is known as the Rock Father. He is known as one of the most prolific, underrated DJs out there in cyberspace I, I said cyberspace it's 2005 again okay whatever i'm roll with it the one the only mr dust mites yo 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 what's up dude yeah what's going on man nah man this is great man this is like this is awesome i never knew uh your prior uh history like we yeah. just talked for like five minutes before the show started and uh you know, um, I mean, enough with the the rock father and all that. <laughs> Come on, man, relax. But I mean, just, bro, you let, let, let me just say for the listeners here, this is one of the guys responsible for taking an obscure character like Wheelie. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ollie. And then at the last BotCon, debuted a limited edition Nemesis Ollie, which has a freaking Motorhead-esque, Triple H-esque <laughs> handlebar mustache. And I've never been madder than I never went in on a rock box in my life. Dude, one day someone will sell theirs, and I'm gonna be like, "Get right here!" I got it. There's a team for all that. I mean, that was a group effort in the realm, in the inner circle, and and, you know, you know, you're just as good as who the people are you have around you. And um, I'm just blessed to have a lot of really good, creative, and incredible friendly family. I, I can't even say people. Incredible family that I have around me that we work with every day. And uh, yeah, man, it's 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 great to be here, man. I I can't wait to see what you're doing with the series, and I'm I'm happy to be here for your first episode, man. Yeah. Now is this is this PG? Can I? You can curse it... on it, man. All right, like all right, PG, all right, all right. You know? Know. I'm just you know you know how I am. I get a couple of beers of me, and you know hey. Uncle Dust Uncle Dust's in the house. You know what I mean? <laughs> or or Uncle Oscar when he has to get a tongue lashing from his sister because his nephew learned what clapping cheeks meant. Oh no! <laughs> and, and that was an awkward conversation. Like, look, I, he heard me talking to the wife, and maybe he picked it up that way. She's like, "You can't say that stuff." I'm like, "Man, Sebastian's big enough. <laughs> it's gonna be out so, there anyway." Yeah, it it's, sure is. Especially it's, if he has some sort of uh, electronic device, he's gonna yeah. find it anyway. It's I'm like sure this... he heard her when he was playing Fortnite when I was. Oh yeah, the oh yard, yeah, you know? oh yeah. Sure, yeah, I'm sure there's not a Fortnite character that kind of claps their ass, but you don't really see it. <laughs> You don't really see it, but it's there. You know what I mean? It's like the subliminal shit that, that's out there oh, yeah, nowadays, yeah. man. So what's good with you, man? 
nothing much, man. Been been kind of doing my thing with the with the former SCU crew and now All Hail Unicron. Yes, yes, yes. A yes. lot of people don't give that guy a lot of love, so you know it's 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 still a good ride. Uh, had to take time off because I changed the working situation, so back on the saddle. And I kind of, and this isn't like a separate podcast stream, folks. This is going to be uploaded to the All Hail Unicron uh, Podbean oh, dope, dope, and dope. YouTube account. So it's not like, oh, we got to look it up. No, it's you just. Gonna it's like it bonus. You getting yeah. some bonus. You getting some bonus and bonus shit. And, and the official title is going to be All Hail Unicron presents the new Ozone. So, you know, and and the Ozone. Let me tell you about that name. That's all ego. There is no inspirational moment. <laughs> it was how can I make this about me, dude? I love it. Ozone. I love it. I love it, man. You know, you know check into the Ozone, man. Just yeah. come on in. Come on, we'll bring you yeah, in. It's it, it works out great. I think Dude, it works. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah, exactly. And you know, like we're, we're doing stuff with the realm and coming up with stuff and slogans and hashtags and name titles and people <laughs> making t- uh, names for people in the group. You know, it, it, ozone for you. That's perfect, man. I think it's dope. <laughs> if it's a one-on-one sit-down conversation type show, the ozone is dope. I like yeah. the name. I really do. And for future episodes, we're going to be discussing some current events. I, as I made the promise back when I did the Ozone back in the day, no politics or religion. Negative. I'm never going to be sure. touching that stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. We'll be talking too. about stupid people. Um, <laughs> the, the occasional cr- true crime story that just leaves me flabbergasted. You know, the paranormal. Like, I think that's the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. Um, especially paranormal TV shows. That's another episode altogether. But... Um, but today it's about you, Eddie. Today we're gonna let your friends over at the realm, the people that know you, know where you came up, how you started. So one question, the first question I always want to sure. ask you: Rewind the clock now. You're 18 years old. You approach your Ooh. younger self. You show them all you did. How do you think your younger self would react to that? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> uh, you know, we all make mistakes in our years, and I think uh, I think there's a certain point in my time uh, where it did help me grow, but I'm hoping maybe that that 18 year old be like, yeah, I, I'm gonna choose that second path. Remember back in the day, we are. I'm a little bit older, you know. I don't know exactly your age, but you know, I'm, I'm 43. I'm, all right, you're almost as close. I'm over the. I'm over. I'm over the hill. So oh, like, okay. like um, those books that used to. It used to be like uh like uh, adventure books. You get to page 48. It says. Go to page 52 to go here yep. or go to 67 to do that. They were like virtual Dungeons and Dragons type adventures. Yep. Yep. So like I think I would, my, I would hope that that younger self would say, okay, let's go to page 63 instead of 52. And uh, shout, out to my ex- shout out to my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> do you think his sister goes, let's go to page 62 because I don't like IPA beer. That sounds weird. <laughs> and, you're yeah, just, you and you look down at yourself, oh, you don't know what you're missing out on. Yeah, 18-year-old hey. is like, man, it's all about the Valentine, man. Valentine, <laughs> O-E, O-E, saying that it's a Valentine. Oh, Little that. Mickey sprinkled in there, man, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> Yelling with your friends. This is what Ice Cube drinks. We're cool now. Dude, man. I grew up in Brooklyn, man. I grew up in the projects, man. There was nothing else. There was no Budweiser where I grew up. You know, you didn't know anything about that. Especially when you're drinking at 14, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You and your fucking buddies, you know, we all put 30 cents together. We got a fucking quart of OE. We're up in the stairways in the projects. Like Johnny Badass is splitting a quart of Old English on a Saturday morning, you know? You know, next so, thing you know, it's Monday at eight o'clock. We got to go to school. And we're throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember waking up, waiting for the school bus to show up, and then, 
and not knowing how I made it through the day without laughing or, or saying something absurd to a remotely attractive female teacher in my math class, Mrs. Stein. She was hot. I remember just sitting there going, oh my God, what would I do to her if I was old enough? Stein could get it. Stein could get it. She could get it. She could get it. <laughs> but, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I wanted to look at your tracks because I've been following you. And I told you a little personal tidbit before we started recording. You have quite a few tracks out there, uh, especially if you look up in the Spotify under Dust Mites. There's some other guy near named Dust Mite. I don't care. Screw him, but, <laughs> yeah, I did. I um, did see that. I'm going to have to take him down. But uh, <laughs> Cease and it says, call Robert. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, again, I always like joke about this and every in the occasional post you make. My favorite work you probably has to do is Beers on a Boat 1. You oh, know, the old um, scuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and for me, it's 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 I don't know. I just dig it. Well, that that project came about was we were deep in COVID. Like this is when the lockdowns are starting. You know, mm. we started the lockdowns that February, March and whatnot. And there was so ne such negativeness that, you know, anytime I sat down to create. Yeah, I'm always creating stuff for Nathan Haskell or any type of rapper that I'm working with. But I never sat down and said, hey, I want to get in back into the instrumental game again like the electronic music game again mm -hmm. and i started making some beats that were super positive and super fun and this project started probably i don't know like february march april no april more and more april because we were we were right into everything and uh, you know i'm um I, i'm in i'm in the the retail industry i'm in grocery i'm a manager in the grocery industry i was in the thick of all that bullshit when everything first went down you know like you're an essential not get, worker not getting political as you said whatever blah, yeah. blah. but you know like every day was was a new adventure for us and it was more stresses and we were like oh fuck. so i just started creating music that was more more of a positive feel and i didn't know where i was going to go with it and then i thought to myself you know what we got the summer coming up People are not going to be doing what they wanted to do. Uh, Memorial Day is coming up. I want to do a, a musical project for people that are hanging out with their family that can't get together with their friends and whatnot and something that they can play while they're barbecuing poolside or in their backyard or wherever they are, even in the house if they don't can't barbecue. But as long as people are together, some, some, some really uplifting type fun, you know, chill out music. And, I, and, I, and that's where Beers on the Boat came from. Then I, I decided to make one for, because everybody loved it, I made one for the 4th of July, then they did Labor Day, so I kind of like did a trilogy yeah, on Beers that. in the Boat. So, you know, so that's where that all came from. That wasn't just like me like making like, you know, like some soft stuff. It was just like me creating and trying to make something, I don't know, it just felt different for me and I wanted to give, I wanted to share it with, with, with people. You know what I mean? It just felt yeah. like, I felt like people needed it at that, at, at that time. Now, the, now the, way, the way we were leaving, the way we were leaving, where you were coming from, because I I was in retail at the time. I was actually in the trucking industry. I was considered a quote unquote essential employee. Mm -hmm. So I dealt with the real colorful customers, right? The ones that at one point didn't know what a brake drum was, but suddenly they're experts on human rights. That's all I'll say on that. <laughs> um, yeah, and well. you and I'm talking like I hung up maybe six or seven big flyers that say please call first before approaching. The warehouse because they closed off our lobby. We had to we had to deal with them at the warehouse with a rinky dinky yellow plastic chain. I don't know if you ever had to mess with those. Oh yeah, yeah, we got those. And, <laughs> and I mean like the caution guys, tape. <laughs> yeah, like I mean these guys were just yeah. I'll need this part here. Did you call? No, but I need this part. You should call and ask about that part. But I don't know what it's called. It's called the headlight bulb, sir. That's that's what that is. It's yeah. for your headlights. Oh, right. 
So, yeah, can you get me? No, you have to call, sir. And I mean, like, these people would drive me up the fucking wall. Dude, it's, it's been three years and I'm still hearing shit. What do you mean you don't got this? What do you mean? you? Can't? There's still some things, some things in the industry we still can't get. And it's, it's yeah. because of certain, you know, production is, is, definitely, is definitely on the up. But there's some things that never came back. Yep. There's some products and, 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 and there's some companies that just never came back. So you're never going to see that again. And we Look still at get... PS5s. PS5s are <laughs> yeah. now slowly creeping Dude. into regular availability. <laughs> like two years after they've been you. It's incredible. It's like, how can I? How come I can't get the new Xbox? I'm willing to pay the $500 fucking dollars. I can't fucking find it anyway. <laughs> it's like, I can't find it. I don't even play video games anymore. I just want it because I'm an Xbox guy. Yeah, but there's yeah. nowhere to be found. You know, Well, unless you get, you know, one of these quaint little deals that you have going on and and you know in the underground but but you know it's just weird yeah. it's just like it's just so weird like some things like you know like remember when we first going through it, like toilet paper like why 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 oh why? my gosh well yeah. because everybody was worried about what how are they going to wipe their asses if they're sitting at home for two years you know because because <laughs> they never told us what was going on you know like dude it's like I, I had a throne of 30 packs because I didn't know if the liquor stores were going to be closed. So every day I would buy three 30 packs, put it in my trunk, and bring it home at, at night so people didn't see what I was bringing to my house. So they didn't raid me. God forbid I have to do some apocalyptic shit and, you know, like defend. Yeah, like your neighbors. Yeah, defend defend my neighbors from my, my goods. I had a throne like Thanos of 30 packs. You know, I used to sit in it every day, man. It was great. Until <laughs> <laughs> you find out that they weren't closing it and... Uh, I used to I used to get such laughs because I'd go like I go gro- weekly grocery shopping. Everything else was available, but I'd walk down that paper towel and pa- yeah. toilet paper aisle. There was just certain things empty. you couldn't get. Yeah, there was just certain things you couldn't get. It was insane. Yeah. And then like um, at work, it got to the point where the company we got our toilet paper from at work was offering to give us a deal. Like, hey, we'll give you guys like sixty rolls for like eighty bucks. And some people at work, work were like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to jump on that because I yeah. don't feel like stressing over Cottonelle anymore. Dude, I, it, ever since then, I'm always stocked. No matter what, I'm yeah. always stocked. Yeah, I same, don't have, same. Ever. Never, never. You're just so used to it. It was it was funny. It was like for a point in, in our industry, it wasn't that it was the point where we couldn't get our product into uh, our stores because the warehouse would get an outbreak and then they would close oh. the warehouse down. Or the truckers, course, yeah. and then they would close the transportation down. So we were always in that, you know, you know, a fourteen day window, as you would say, because you know that was the the window. And I don't really want to talk, really talk too much about what we've come from, but you know, that's basically how it was with us. You know, like we always had to rotate, and especially with us working. You know, you had one week where one person, this person, all of a sudden, there's nine people gone. Now what? Now you know. We yeah. all have to step into those other positions, and and you know, and then all of a sudden, uh, a week and a half, that person's gone, and you know, like it it, 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 it was just the thing that we did for a while, you know. Now the worst looking part was if they were older, you got really worried because you're yes, like, oh, snap. of course, of like, course, they may not come back. Yeah, of course, of course, but you know, like not to not to you know hold on to that that section of our life that we just dealt with, yeah. you know. Let's face it, man. I don't want to fucking talk about that bullshit anymore. We went through it. It was a, you know, I, I don't want to say a phase, but it's unfortunately a, it's a moment in our history now as, as just as Americans. In yeah, general. yeah, 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 but, yeah. It's just like everything else that, that we've gone through, you know, with us. But this was definitely some, some really eye-opening shit for us. I mean, you work in retail. I got to ask, have you, have you dealt with some Karens in your time? All the time, bro. It's every day. It's not even has nothing to do with COVID or anything like that. It's just every day, man. 
especially around the holidays if the warehouse runs out of something it's like you ruined my christmas all right <laughs> sorry i ruined your christmas you know you know it's just it, it, it it's it's every, you don't even it doesn't even phase you anymore because you know you have upset customers easily all in an eight hour day there's easily like 10 15 people that are you know that just you know mad. yeah waving their hands up or, yeah or just giving you that fucking it's come to the point now especially with with what we've just been through it's just like you just like back in the day we used to be like i'm so sorry what can i do now it's just like all right i'm sorry there's nothing else we can do i'm sorry that's it and you just walk away you don't even like Rest spend you don't spend that extra because you know what you just realize how people are nowadays mm-hmm. you know what i mean you yep. the past couple of years you you've noticed how people can be and you're just like you know what I'm giving you this much, and that's it. Yeah. I'm walking away now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yep. walking away now. It's not bad customer service. It's still being respectful, but it's not like, you know, what am I going to do? Lick your ass until you walk out the door? You're, you're basically choosing not to engage. Yeah. I'm telling you, you know. how it is. I'm sorry. Hopefully, in a month or so, we can get this product back. And yeah. I just I just bounce. I just bounce. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye. Yep. Samesies. Yeah. Same-sies. It's just like, I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy I used to be. I'm so sorry. Please shop here. I don't give a fuck no more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't care. You know? <laughs> I need to find these vegetables. Sir, is that mace right. in your hand? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's you mace. know, go two blocks. See if they have them at Walmart. There's nothing in Walmart because there's nobody there to stock your shelves. That's you're going to be back here anyway. <laughs> you know, that's the one thing you mentioned because you you're grew up in Brooklyn. And what I made you in, move to Jersey? Well, I grew up in Brooklyn. I grew up in, uh, I grew up in Canarsie. Which was at the time heavily mobbed up. It was the seventies, Italian area. Um, my father left me when I was three. Oof. He couldn't handle he couldn't handle the responsibilities of having a family, so he left me and my sister and my mom. And then s- somehow three years later, knocked up some woman and had another family. But he was okay for that family, but he wasn't yeah. okay for my family. But hey, that's said there there. Uh, my mom held on to that house as long as she could. She was renting a house in Canarsie on Conklin Avenue. And um, it came to the point where she couldn't afford it. She had to leave. So she rented an apartment, which was a couple of blocks over in Canarsie on Glenwood Road on top of a cleaners. So we went from a house to an apartment on top of a, a, of a storefront, which was fine. I'm still young. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, she unfortunately finds some dude gets with him and she gets knocked up and my my younger sister is born this guy disappears on her now we're living in an apartment and there's no money coming in because she can't she lost her job because she had a, she had a babysitter kids she used to be on wall street she has to babysit her kids now right so she lost her job because she's got to stay home to babysit now she's on what now we're on welfare you know what i mean uh, this dude there. comes in supposed to ha- help her out knocks her up now we have a younger sister this guy disappears within a year, nowhere to find him, He's nowhere to be there. He slides $40 under the door every once in a while, you know, that type of shit. Uh, we're getting, we're, we're getting, actually, we're getting evicted for like two years. So she puts our, uh, all our uh, belongings in a, in a garage. She rents a garage to put our belongings in and we sleep on mattresses. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is me just giving you a little bit of, of where. So so we did that for two years and this is during the 80s, my developmental years. This is why I'm so cool with comics, Transformers and whatnot, because that's all I had at the time to hide from all this shit. Mm-hmm. So um, about 84, we moved to the projects. She gets an apartment in Glenwood Projects 
in 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 Flatbush, Canarsie border. We moved there, and then that's where uh, um, she seems a little bit more balanced now. Now she's she's got an off the books job as a waitress. You know, she's we're still on welfare. I'm getting to uh, a teenage age, young teenage age, where I'm getting side jobs and giving her money, and we're starting to. So, unfortunately, my mom passed away in '93. I moved so out. A, I moved out a year before she moved out. I left and moved in with my cousin, and um, I had to get out of there because I just felt it was my time. It was like I was 21, 20 years old. I needed to, you know, I twenty one years mm-hmm. old. I need to get out of there. And um, she unfortunately passed away a year later, uh, brain aneurysm. And um, there's nothing any of us could do. I carried around this bag of bricks that if I never left, she would still be alive type shit. Yeah. But I realized years later, a lot of years later, that like there was nothing I could do. It was is, it was gonna happen. She didn't live the, the most healthiest lifestyle. She smoked Marlboro Reds. She drank like a fucking fish. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like she had all the stress on her, and, and like I used to resent her for that. But now being at my age, at 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 my age now, I'm like thinking about the shit that stresses me out, which is minute compared to what she was stressing about at her age with three kids in, in the projects on welfare you know like you get what i'm saying yeah. like like, like. Yep. so i'm thinking about like what i care about oh the brakes need to be done on the car dude relax man ain't nothing like what she had to go through like you know now i understand why how she was sometimes with us and and how she was but she died uh, at 42 my aunt adopted my sister my youngest sister and um and she lived in New Jersey. I would come up to this place where she lived in Jersey during the summertime to get out of the city. It was, you know, a way to get me away out of there. And that's where my, my, my cousin, Brian, Rolling Steel, he lived in Jersey, my brother. Yeah. So I would go there every summer and hang out with him, like whether he was living in Garfield or Brick Township or eventually up here in the sticks of uh, Sussex County, New Jersey. I would hey, always go. I sold weed and bought weed from all those places. Yeah. <laughs> I moved to Sussex County when, um, when of course, when when she was adopted, just to keep the family together. Yeah. You know what I mean. And then I, I, you know, I was DJing in this fucking place, and I met, uh, I, I met my uh, ex-wife at the time. She was from Brooklyn too. We hit it off, and then you know I moved in with her, and then and like. Now, all of a sudden, I'm here in New Jersey. You know what I mean? That's where that comes from. So so that's how I got from Brooklyn to New Jersey. You know, like, you know, so I don't know if that answers the question, but that's that was my migration. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. Like, there's this there's this fad amongst my friends and family on Facebook that they look up the homes they grew up in on Zillow. Oh, dude, I got. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I made the mistake and looked up the projects building that I grew up in in Jersey City. It's gone. There's this high end condos now in that area. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, because I couldn't even find it on Zillow. I had to, like, Google Maps that street, you know, off JFK. How Boulevard. fun is that? How fun is that to go through the Google Maps and you see the virtual walkthrough yeah. of your old neighborhoods? And I'm it's like, scary. Where's the Goombas on the corner? They're not there no more. <laughs> we, we, we didn't have those. We had, uh, we, had, we had a – I grew up in a big, like, Hispanic and black community, you know? So, like, when I go look up that old block, that old strip of Kennedy Boulevard near the Bayonne border – and I see all these homes, and I'm like, oh, these these houses have grass in front of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They not a tree like with a cage around it to make yeah, sure yeah. dogs don't pee on it. It's these are grass. Look yeah. at this. 
You know, and then I call up, and I still talk to two of my closest friends I grew up with. To this day, they both, like, one's got two kids already, the other one just had his first. And they're like, when you doing it? I'm like, probably next to never, motherfucker, because shit, I ain't got time to be a daddy. I could be an uncle. I'm an uncle left (laughs) and right. I ain't got time to be a daddy. I would not be a good one. Judging, you know, the the track record from my predecessor, from my um, sire, if you would. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't in the cards for me. But it's like it's so weird to sit there and I looked up other buildings I stayed at. They're still around. They're renovated. This house we grew up in a town called I, I was sorry. We lived in a town called Edgewater for like five years. Yeah, yeah, I know Edgewater. Yeah, we yeah. shot down before we shot down to Florida because my mom met my stepdad at the time. Well, you know, like li- living in Jersey for as amount of time as I have, I've lived in Jersey for half my life. Because I lived in Brooklyn half my life. I'm 51 yeah. years old. You know what I mean? You know, so like I, I moved out of Jersey when I was at like 20. So now I'm in, I mean, out of Brooklyn. Now I'm 20 years old. I've been in Jersey long enough and know enough about Jersey enough to know these areas. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, so when you throw like Jersey names out there, I'm just as quick as if you throw names from like the city. You know what I mean? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So. I mean, but for me, like, you know, the, the, the big move, like looking at that house, I, I spent four years of my life in, 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 in Edgewater, New Jersey. And I remembered it clearly. It also is renovated and it's for rent. And I just remember like I had, it was the first time I had my own room because my sister and I always shared a room. That was and, the same thing when we moved to the projects. We went, yeah. we went from a one bedroom apartment with three kids to a three bedroom in the projects. My mom was paying $175 a month. You didn't have to pay. You didn't have to pay for your electric. You didn't have to pay for heat or anything. Just had to pay for a phone, which we never had. Never had a phone in the crib. I was always going down to the pay phone, and then when I got old enough, I got a pager. This is how long back it goes. You know what I mean? And that's just how it was. You know, I was even like, "Ma, let me pay for the phone." She was like, "No, I don't want a phone here." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> okay, I'll that's get a pager." Yeah, 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 I'll get a pager, man, whatever. But, um, yeah, it's just funny, man. Like, I went from, like, like you know, like, super, super like, Goodfellas there. Like, you know, my mom used to chew it like, uh, you know, um, Henry Hill's people and all that shit. Like, it was yeah, the 70s, yeah. Rockway Parkway. Henry Hill had a bar right there. You had the Gemini Lounge. It was, like, five blocks. So, you know, it was just a, at that time and ever, it didn't take until I got a little bit older and the memories came in. That I rem- that I realized now as an adult that she was part of some sort of connected life, you like she knew people that was like she never paid for car service, never paid for a cab. We'd go anywhere. She dropped me off my nana's house, didn't pay for the cab, and I always remember it was the same driver. You know what I mean? So like when you get yeah. older, like like little things like spark after you're you're a little bit smarter that you know you realize about your family. You know what I mean? Like like you know there was something weird about that. You know. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, for for me, it was it was a little different for me, like because I I my mom was really strict about staying away from the shady guys, you know. Like at the age of thirteen, I knew what a Jerry girl was, and like an idiot, I wanted one. Um, but she, <laughs> she was like, "No, no, mijo, mijo, drug dealers get that," you know. And then like my friend, and, and just. <laughs> And just, I'm trying just to picture you, picture you with a fucking Jerry girl. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a photo on Facebook uh, <laughs> of me, my friend Rob and Shep. Just for just for context, Rob is you know my mom called us her three devils. There was me, my friend Rob who was black, my friend Shep who was white. So you understand, Rob would sit there looking at me like, "What the fuck you want, Jerry girls, bro?" And I'm like, "Cause man, just look look at that glisten." He's like, "No, that ain't right. That's too much. That's too damn much." This is a picture of us. Eddie, that you're going to see from way back in the day. 
All right. Well, let's get a better photo of that. <laughs> I'll make this the default pick for the show. I don't care. But I'm talking like this was way back in the day. I was probably 21. We oh, wow. You haven't, you haven't framed. <laughs> yeah, I got a frame. Those are my boys, man. Those are, those are my guys. We still bullshit because we're fucking, we're so much smarter at the, in our 40s. We talk through WhatsApp. Yeah. Not Facebook. Not Instagram. I don't even not know what's up. What's up? <laughs> oh, boy. That's how you know you're not Hispanic. Because every Hispanic <laughs> has a WhatsApp on their phone. Like, men, it's like my new job now. I love my new job. I work with a bunch of Guatemalan dudes. They're cool as shit. But they're all like, hey, man, what's your WhatsApp? I'm like, well, you want my cell phone number? No, man, I use WhatsApp. I just got Wi-Fi. I don't have service. I'm like, all right, um, it's Oscar and J-Boy. What? So I don't even know what is WhatsApp. It, it, it's, it's, it's primarily a... a, a it's a it's like Wi-Fi a messenger, service. Yeah, it's a Wi-Fi messen- uh, messenger cell, uh, phone service. Okay. Um, back in my salesman days at AT and T, we used to get calls from, uh, and and not stereotyping here. This is just how I received. No, no, no. Of, of course, a lot not. of Come Hindus on, and a lot of a lot of Hindus, a lot of Mexicans, Guatemalans, a lot of foreigners because they use that to call. It, you're not being using... stereotypical. You're being truthful. This yeah. is just how it is. You know. And sometimes they didn't know that in order to really make sure the phone call connected through their internet, they had to put their phone in airplane mode, turn on Wi-Fi. These guys would make the call oh. on WhatsApp while they're still connected to the cellular service, and then and they were getting charged. And because the signal wasn't strong enough, AT and T would be like, and I'm saying the name because it's an episode coming. <laughs> AT and T would step in and be like, "Nah, man, we'll connect that call for you. It'll be like sixty-seven dollars a minute. Just call nice. us, and we'll try to sell you television." Got you, you know? got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. that was that was their thing, man. But I'm talking like, you know, the, the guys that work with now are like, "Hey, man, what's your WhatsApp?" I'm like, "Uh, my what now? The who?" And they're like, "Hey, man, no, is that you find out the number?" You know, it's all in Spanish, you know. That's probably my homie Frogman ain't got WhatsApp. <laughs> I got to hit him up. He ask him about the WhatsApp. He, he probably does. He'll be like, yeah, what about it? He'll be like, oh, I, I got to go. Someone's calling you. <laughs> Hang up. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was the thing. So I, I want to get into your music side of things. Sure, man. sure, 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 sure. I, I already talked about your, your prolific dis- discography since looks like 2020. Again, you can look them up on Spotify. Yeah, that's Mike's. when I that's yeah, M I G H T Z. A lot of people yep. get mixed up on that and there's a whole uh, meaning behind all that stuff. But, you know, I've been making music since like the early, the late 80s, but you know, my I went through my internet phase in the 2000s and made some music, had music online, worked with artists. Um, but it wasn't until recently I've been working with Nathan Haskell since 2012 and releasing beats and doing some nerd rap shit. And then I was like, you know, I could get some of this instrumental type shit that I've been working on out there. I, I was putting on I was putting on YouTube, just send it to friends and whatnot. And then I start I, I started on Bandcamp, which basically is it's a, it's a great site for independent artists, even major artists that we know of are using Bandcamp like Alchemist. Jada Kiss, the Locks, all these other artists because they're done with with, with record labels now. So mm-hmm. what they could do is you could put your music on this website. The website takes ten percent of everything. So if you put an album for ten dollars, they're taking ten percent. You know what I mean? That's it. And people could stream it, download it. You could sell your merch on there. You could do whatever. So it's kind of like a a great way for for independent artists or even artists that were big that want to keep moving without a label they're only taking they're only taking 10 percent out of you so like when I, I never charge money for my music i just say if you like it buy me a beer if you want to send five dollars ten dollars whatever and then Bandcamp takes their little piece i got the website to get it out there they help me promote it and whatnot it's great it's a great way to get your music out there 
Plus, if you those guys that like to download stuff, I know not many people like downloading MP3s anymore, but you could get download your MP3, your Wave or Flack or whatever you want there. But and you could also stream. And then I was like finding out about Spotify. How do I get my music on Spotify, Amazon, Apple? All these other streaming sites because every time I tell people check out my music on Bandcamp, they're like, "Eh, well, you know, that's just another app. I don't want to go to Bandcamp, but just you know what I mean." And I get it; it's another frustration. Like, "Oh, this is my music, but you need to download this." And like, I don't know if I want to download it. So, how am I going to get my music on these on these app applications? So, I found a distributor that you upload it to them. You pay them a certain fee per year. They send it out there, and they get it on whatever application that you want. But then it's up to the application to accept it because you have sample problems. You know what I mean? You have content problems. So far, so good. I thought space music was going to be an issue, but that passed. I'm thank thankful because <laughs> that is one of the best projects I think I've ever done in my life uh, instrumentally. It's a cinematic experience, but there were some samples that I didn't think that were going to get cleared. And it, and, it, it and rest in peace to 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 Darius. Uh, a, yes, a the, the Darius Nine. Yeah, Darius Nine project. Yeah, you know the Darius. reason of that was he was on my ass for two years to get this project out. It took me two years to do this project, and it's unlike anything that I ever done before because I'm more of a hip hop beat guy, yeah. and then I started making type instrumental type stuff that were kind of like simple, but a, I you know adult music. Aquatic music, everything had a theme. Space music, I've been working on that for two years, and I it was supposed to be like a space opera, like a like a like a like a it was supposed to be like kind of like a, a cheesy seventies uh, space flick, like two warring planets come together or fighting, and then they send delegates from both planets to get together, and one delegate falls in love with the daughter of the leader of this delegate, and they they form a relationship that you know kill you know it was like kind of like that cheesy shit like, like that was flash gordon serial exactly things. exactly that was my whole point of what i wanted to do with space music and then there was a point in time like i started messing around with synth wave sounds and like i i, I started playing stuff on, on on i started playing keys a little bit more and coming up with riffs and i'm like i want to do a little bit more with this with this project so i don't know it just i i, I turned it went from like cheesy 70s to like nolan like a Nolan, uh, what was the Nolan movie that he did? Uh, Interstellar. It turned like from, oh, you know, like okay, like yeah. it went from like cheesy 80s romance, uh, uh, sci-fi flick to like uh, Nolan. Like, you know, it, it starts with like Earth in 20-something, 2035, and you see the ship, and then you, you meet the crew, and then they, they leave the space dock. You know, like every song is like a scene in the movie. So when you listen to the music and read the names of the title it brings you along this cinematic adventure. And then, you, you know, you go to sleep, you know, because every fucking space movie, you got to go into some sort of space, sleep, yeah. sleep, you know, like sleep fucking, you know, thing. Sleep stasis sleep. Stasis right? sleep, yeah, yeah. So then you have that, and then, and then it's like, oh, we're in a new place. We've never been here before. Then you realize while you're there, it's the anomaly. It's the thing that brought you here, and you're taking data, and all of a sudden it brings you through with the anomaly. And then you wake up and you're out of the anomaly in a different universe and you don't know what's going on and boom i ended i ended mm. on a cliffhanger so when you listen to the tracks and read them as you go along it's a, it's it's like a movie you know what i mean will yeah. there be a space music i don't too i don't i don't know man i don't know if i got it in me but 
you know um but i know we 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 we, we, we kind of came off track but i just wanted to talk about my latest fucking project because it's been so well, much it, fun it, it two years it in has to do with music fucking... so it's very valid that you talked about it. i'm glad yeah. you did yeah and it's you like know, i'm sorry good no no it, it's 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 valid that you did talk about it because that was going to be my next question was which is the one you're most proud of and you just answered it i think i think honestly no matter what and, and this is not nothing to do anything to do with my with the rappers that i work with because i work with a lot of rappers um uh honestly of my solo projects uh this is up there in the highest aquatic music adult music is there uh nothing uh nothing lasts forever is kind of like the first jump off that i did that kind of that record explains my life up until where I was there. Explains my old stuff. It just was a motion of of me growing up, and you could read the titles, uh, coping with my depression and my anxiety, and uh, my loss in my life, and my relationships, and the growth of the realm, and and getting together with people that were like minded with me, and creating this beautiful uh, community that we've created. Created. It's all in it's all in my music, man. It really is. If if you, if you read the title and listen to how the music flows, you'll understand where where I'm going. Because uh, there's no lyrics. Because you know what I mean. I'm not a rapper, yeah. so so I got to express emotion in music. And I think I've gotten to a point where I could really express that emotion, you know. And people can get what I'm putting down there. You can see I get excited about how I talk well, about my I'm, music, man. Yeah, and, 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 and it's awesome. I mean, like, I know you're one of the six people that still listen to All Hill Unicron. Have you thought about <laughs> recruiting Matthew Baldwin as one of your singers on your song? I would love to have him uh, sing he does, hook. He does a dead-on Elvis impression. It's not even funny. No, I don't even want... You so. throw a little reverb on there. You throw a little something <laughs> on it. You can make <laughs> anything come out of that. You can make anything come out of that. You let it fade in and fade out. Yeah, man, I'm definitely gonna have, I would definitely love to collab with anybody there. So if there's anybody out there in in, in, in the collectors realm or, or collectors that are listening to this that that, that do hip hop or 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 you know just hit me up. Like I I was uh, I, some some chick hit me up a couple about two years ago uh, when I first got my music on Spotify, and she said she wanted me to hire me to do her demo. And I'm like, I'm, I'm cool, man. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to do? And she kind of wanted to do music from all the eras. She said she wants kind of like 90s hip-hop, R&B, and do like up until modern type stuff. And I'm just like, I'm down. I'll even do like pop stuff, like 80s pop and stuff like yeah. that. So she sent me some vocals over. And, you know, they weren't full. It was like a verse, a hook here and there. Nothing was 100%. We made the deal... We discussed money. I said, okay, X amount. I will give you these rough tracks, and then we'll work from there. And I sent her the rough tracks. She said, excuse me. She sent me, the, <laughs> sent me some vocals over. Thumbs up. We're going forward. This is great. She loves everything that I gave her. And then she disappears off the face of the earth. There's no wow. emails. There's no, there's no movement in her uh, social media. You know what I mean? Nothing. Nothing. Her That's manager creepy, man. Her manager is nowhere to be found. Like he emails me, I email him back. I send him the tracks, nothing. Nothing. This went on for about 5 or 6 months. And I'm like, "Well, I put in the work. I got some material. I don't give a fuck anymore. It's going on Spotify. It's going to be or it's going on I was going to throw it on Bandcamp. It don't matter. I just throw yeah. it on Bandcamp." So I finished the tracks, like mixed them up and got them done. And then I took her vocals and I and I threw them on all the tracks and I had to 
loop some of the hooks to make it longer because everything was so short. You know, mm-hmm. I did my magic to make this work. You know, like a, a, a minute and a half song, I was able to drag out to 220. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and that's where Wine, Women, and Disco came from. If you haven't heard that on, on, on my... Uh, on the streaming sites, it's probably some of the di- most different shit that I've ever done in my life. You know, my most obscure shit that I've ever done because it's not hip hop. It's like there's a chick singing. You know, like you know, like yeah. it's R and B and it's 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 it cr- more emotion. You know, it's like you know, so it's it, that's another great project also. So, yeah. not to self promote myself, I'm just saying. Like, and I still to this day have not heard from her. Wow. Not heard from her, and I'm like, fuck it, man. And like. Have you, you know? have you tried to do like a Google search and of course, and not of course, the worse? Dude, dude, of course, you know? man. I, 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 I sent emails. I Google search. I did everything I could. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, did they just both disappear off the fucking planet? Because it was not just her. It was like, so then I started clicking her friends and seeing if there was any conversations or any replying. And it's just like, there's nothing. There was nothing. So I don't know. That's Who knows? Scary shit, man. Yeah. That could have been a ghost. Dude, who knows, man? I mean, all I need is ten years from now her to sue the fuck out of me. <laughs> but I, so that, it's it's I didn't release it. It's on fuck. It's it's a joke. It's on cyber. It's a joke. It's, it's a joke. It's a big joke. Everyone laughed. It's a joke. Uh, I, I, I didn't make I, money off that. It was it was all free. I have to ask because another reason I like you is because you saw something, and or you or in this case you heard something and you said I want to try that. I think I could do that. And in, and in some cases. No, well, let me be biased here. In, no. in all cases, you came out. You your shit sounds better than a lot of the stuff that's popular now. Like, what made you go into doing music? What made you sit there and say, "I'm gonna fucking make this"? I, I mean, I was making beats back in the day in Glenwood Projects, man. I was, uh, um, I got into music because I got into hip hop, and I got into hip hop in '83. Um, listen, this is when I was in Canarsie. My buddy Louie, his cousin, get us, gave us a tape. And it had Set It Off. Remember Set It Off? I said, mm-hmm. yes. This is how early yeah. it was. Set It Off. Went into uh, uh, Cavern Liquid Liquid. Da-doom, 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 boom. Not, not, not the, uh, not the, uh, the uh, Grand, Grandmaster Flash version, but it was Cavern. The original where they got the bass line from. Da-doom, 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 da-doom. And it went into, I can't remember the other And then uh, uh, Run DMC, Sucker MCs came in. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And he was like, yeah, this is, this is rap music and blah, blah, blah. And, and then he got a early, he got a vinyl from Run DMC's first album. So I went out and bought Run DMC's first album. And then we got another tape from his cousin. And this is when I was living in Canarsie in the early 80s. And then that was it, man. I started going to a record store, Rockway Parkway, and they started. I bought, like, the show, you know, like your traditional 80s, you know, 80s 12 inches that were coming out at the time. And, you know, I started bringing them back, and I had, like, one of those turntables with the two cassettes in it. And then you start making your pause tapes and... You know, oh, it just yeah. gets you know, and it just it, you, you're recording your your favorite uh, radio shows. You know, K, oh uh, yeah, uh, Kiss and, and and BLS in the '80s. This is your your basic. You know, you're like when you listen to when you listen to any type of rapper or anybody in hip hop, they tell you about this. But you know, this is how we how we grew up on this. And then yeah. um, they don't. I think kids today will never know the glory that was the Love Storm on Kiss <laughs> FM. You. You know, after nine o'clock, they play all the hottest fucking R and B. The mellow shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that oh, fucking yeah. That's yeah. when you got your fucking uh, uh, 
Oh fuck! I just I just had his fuck sexual healing, Marvin Gaye type shit and shit like that. I used to have to take um, uh, I put a speaker wire around the, the the little wire for FM, and I would stretch it across my room and had a screw in the wall or a nail, <laughs> and I because it, it 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 enhanced the signal, and you got you a better signal. And of course, then you you went out and, and swapped tapes with your friends. But yeah. I didn't have many friends that were into hip hop when I lived in the Canarsie. A couple of us break, break, tried the break dance. It was the '80s, you know what I mean? It was a big yeah. thing, you know. You know, the, the Guido kids had their BMX bikes, and you know, I had my one little cassette, one speaker boombox, and we, you know. And then once I moved to once I moved to Glenwood, it was it was all over. It was like another culture, man. You know, that's when I was like really, really like. But you know, I was primed. I was a huge Beastie Boy, Run DMC, Fat Boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was a huge fan of all that, and then. Then I get into the projects, and now now it turns where Public Enemy's big, you know, you know, Cool G Rap, Molly Mall, all the things that we're doing there, and then you got the artists that came from my projects. It's incredible how many underground MCs came from where I grew up with that I grew up with that came from me, man. So um, I was always making music from the the early days. Started with the with, with the pause tapes, and I bought you know uh, bought my first beat machine, and and, and it just moved on from there. And of course, now it's easy because everything's on your computer. You know, like I have the yeah. power of God in my hands. Where I had it's five on a smartphone, dude. Yeah, I had five seconds of sampling time in '89. Now I could fucking I can make an orchestra go. <laughs> you know, so it's 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 so crazy here. But That's you know, awesome. like hip hop just evolved for me. I was always a hip hop fan, working with my friends that that, that came up nonfiction, Ill Bill, Necro, uh, uh, you know, Cellar Dwellers, all those guys from Glenwood. You know, just, you know, even, you know, just fucking hanging out, going in the studio and having my stuff at home and then working on my own stuff. And then through the 2000s, I had a huge following on the Internet, like, you know, like my MySpace days. I used to sell beats to kids from Japan and all that shit because nice. they wanted, well, they wanted that old school Wu-Tang Mob Deep sound and I was still mm -hmm. making it and everything was going down south. Everything was like that keyboard shit and I was still yep. making that boom bap. And overseas, they loved it. So I was like leasing beats for like fifty dollars. Mm. And when I lease a beat, that means I could. You're not buying the beat. I could lease it to as many people as I want. So you know, you know, I was leasing MP3s for fifty dollars. Four or five people, six people. You know what I mean? Same yeah. beat. It didn't matter if you bought the rights to the beat. It was like four or five hundred dollars. But course. if you wanted to lease it, it, was fifty. So of course you had to lease it. So I was using the same beat like ten times, bro. I was paying my rent. <laughs> like back in the day, I was just paying my rent on on the internet. You know, it was great. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was fucking awesome. Meanwhile, some of us ahead of MySpace fans were like, "What song talks about see, me?" See, what I did with MySpace was, and this is great. This is a great. If you remember MySpace, you had a player. You could put your music in a player. Mm -hmm. I didn't load it up with glittery graphic graphics to make it lag. But my top 30 were like all hot chicks and porn stars. Of so course. like when you come to my page, remember how it used to be? It used yep. to be like, oh shit, oh shit. And you would sit there, click, save friend, click, save friend. So the longer you were on my main page, the longer you listened to my music. Mm. You get it? Now you're yeah. like, oh shit, this beat is hot. I need to hit him up for this beat. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. there was, you know, yeah. so there was a way to... Uh, to work around all that back in the day. 
<laughs> so yeah, those those days were pretty good. And then uh, I kind of went on a hiatus and kind of like I kind of like because uh, my life was getting into more of like a, a regular uh, human life, and I still love music and still created music, but I wasn't throwing it out there like that. And then um, it wasn't until you know with Nate in in 2012 or so you know kind of like brought me out of retirement and that was through instagram that's when kind of like when all the realm shit started mm -hmm. like pre-realm you know 2011 2010 11 um hooked up with him and we started uh working on music because he was like i i never i didn't want to make rap music anymore because i i didn't i i couldn't i couldn't like understand what rappers were talking i, I wasn't about hoes selling drugs and all this mm -hmm. other shit like back in the day you, you could make make music with a rapper even if it's going like spagatical badako badako digital satellite da, da, da. you know all that you know back <laughs> backpacker shit at least you could kind of find like what the fuck they're talking about once it started about that street shit and i wasn't about that street shit i'm like how can i make music about street shit if i'm not about that so i kind of like lost love and i kind of like started making music just for me kept it for me and then i kind of like died out but like hooking up with nate like right when we started we're big on instagram before the realm you know there was a decepticon click and shit like that for like a year or two and then we we moved into roc on instagram and then it it, it, it turned into the facebook group and the meetups and all that other shit um he hit me up and he was like yeah man let's work together so i sent them one track sent it back and he was still working as an mc and i'm like all right it's okay it's cool and then I sent him another beat, sent something back, and it was like really hit me. And I'm like, all right, I get it now. I see where he's trying to go. And I just sent him a whole folder of beats, and that's where Cold so the the first Cold Slither album came from. You know, like you know, like which is on pretty much on our 10 year anniversary. And then I just worked with Nate for a couple of years, you know, just chilling. Like I had no, I didn't care. I didn't care about who who listened to it or not. It was just all nerd shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Who who drew that cover art? Uh the first one. Yeah. I don't remember his name. It's it's in my Instagram. Nate Nate always did the cover art. I I, I did the music. He did the cover art. Um, the first one was great. He just said to me. He said he said, "Look, if you're gonna be a villain, what would you want to look like?" So I was like, "All right, I want one of those big ass Van Vader type helmets. I want to be a big bulky goo dude like the Road Warriors, and I wanna and I want a, a saw blade on my hand." Cause right. I'm, uh, cause I'm cutting up the samples and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and sorry for the dogs, Mark. No, no, it's all fine. This is your podcast, not mine, man. Yeah. I get it. Who <laughs> let right. the dogs out? Ooh. Well, the wife just got home, so they're going bananas. Ooh. So, but you know that that's and and that's where that came from. And we were trying to get away from copyright infringers. I'm like, bro, it doesn't matter. Nobody knows who the fuck we are. We're gonna get pe ten people to buy this album did we know that 300 something people would like that album no i didn't know that so it's great so we had the cobra commander in there we called it cold slither and i'm like and that was i was like bro i was like what's a great idea like we both like gi joe we both like this nerd shit you want me and you let's call the group cold slither and that was perfect for, for fucking from gi joe you know what i mean and then it just yeah. grew and it just grew and then it turned into uh the next album it had a little bit different on there it had more uh not less gi joe but was more nerd references than wrestling and 80s pop culture and and we kind of like just grew our style you know throughout all the records you know so and it's funny it's like now nowadays i think we make more hip-hop more straight hip-hop records now than we did back then 
it's still nerdy, but it's kind of like more, more centered to modern hip hop now. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like we went all these years. We kind of like found our found our wave. You know. Yeah. So I don't know if that answers the question, but you know. It, it it does. I mean, like I said, no, I'm obviously a fan of your stuff. I know I go all over the style, but but you know, <laughs> I got but, tired of I got tired of doing the hip hop shit, and I started making instrumental music for myself. Yeah, and that's kind of like how we got. And now you're sharing it though, and and yeah, that's, and that's the big I point. Like about it, though. Yeah, I couldn't it's... do that prior. You know, I just give my shit away. If you like it, just tell me you like it. I mean, you want to buy me a beer? That's great. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, you want to tip me $3? That's fantastic, man. That's fucking... Thank you. Listen to it. Hit me up. Tell me what you feel. Do you feel the same emotion I do? I love it. I love it. I will make music for free forever. You know what I mean? It's, it's mm -hmm. just like, that's just who I am. I'm not that guy that's going to make fucking millions of dollars on this shit, man. I'm just having a good time. You know, if you if you just get... If you just pick up what I'm putting down, I love you. You know what I mean? Mm. Enjoy it, you know. So, so brings me to my next question: Have you ever taken part in a project that you did not like the outcome? That you want <laughs> to be before I finish? I'm not done. Like All you right. took part of it, it was finished. You heard it, and you were like, "Oh my god, I disowned this completely." Yeah, yeah. There was one that um, that I we were done, and you know, and I'm not naming names or nothing like that. I came up with the concept. I thought it was going to be something else. And at the end of the day, uh, it was going to be something different. And I didn't want anything on there. I didn't want to have anything of mine on there. But some things were on there. And it's not my control. It just needed to be done. You know what I mean? It's just something yeah. like... It's kind of like being a, a Marvel in Marvel Studios. And things need to be there just to keep the continuum going. But yeah, it wasn't my idea or my vision when it first started. But I had no control over it. And... I wasn't happy with with what what I'm happy with the results cuz the project's great but it wasn't what I what I w was going into. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which now this brings me to my next question with especially with pop culture nowadays, a lot of it has to do with nostalgia, right? We're on this we're riding this nostalgia wave. Yeah, man. Now, I'd like to say for the last 10 fucking years. Okay? Um, the last 10 years, how do you feel about this when you scroll through your feed and someone's like, oh, if you if you were familiar with these fonts, then your childhood was awesome. And they pull shit from Thundercats, from Bionic 6 to Transformers to G.I. Joe. Like, how do you feel when you when you see like your feed is basically like it's it's drowning in nostalgia 90 percent of the time? I mean, it's great. I mean, it's cool, but you know, it's like, I mean, do I stop? No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, where do we all stop in our feeds nowadays? You know, after being on social media for so long and and being saturated by by so much stuff, you know, I'm at a point in my time where you know I love collecting what I collect. I love being in what I into, but it seems like I, I always have a foot out of what I'm doing here. And it's not that I won't love these things anymore. It's just like maybe over the years, it's too much. You know what I mean? Maybe the saturation has been, uh, has been a part of the problem here. You know what I mean? The yeah. ease, the ease of being able to pull up transformers on YouTube nowadays, where back in the day you used to have the DVD or had to download it. And it yep. was so much harder to find. And you just remembered the episodes in your mind. But now you could just, it's like a McDonald's. You pull up, you get a hamburger, you chew it, and you shit it out. It's gone. 
You know what I mean? You don't you don't remember it anymore. You know, like like is it is is that part of it too? Like the fact that we had to put DVDs into a DVD player or God forbid a VHS VHS tape into a fucking VCR <laughs> to sit back and watch these things. I don't know. Yep. You know, it, it, I don't know who who's to say, but I feel like the ease of it now, like at a fingertip, you could just go boop. There it is. Yeah. You know, like back in the day we had to search, dig, save, find. Mm-hmm. It was it meant so much more to us to watch these things or have these things uh in front of us, you know what I mean? And now where it's so easy to access this stuff, I feel that maybe it's just it's just too it's like it doesn't mean anything anymore. Like there's no value. There's no value in that in that um that nostalgia. There's, there's no value in the nostalgia anymore. Like I remember my my, my first time to get. I, I bought a VHS collection on eBay of bootleg tapes for fucking G1 Headmasters Victory, and right. you know it, when I learned about that. When did I learn about that? When I got online and it was eBay. Yeah. 2001. You know what I mean? 2002 maybe, and I bought all these VHS tapes that were all the. Uh, the, the the U.S. stuff was fine, but the rest of it was all the star dubs, which were fucking great, man. The star dubs, <laughs> the, you know, the Singapore dubs or whatever they're called, man, yep. they were fucking great, man. New Soundwave, come here. <laughs> and I still love watching that to this date, and I'm happy those things are, you are on okay, YouTube. Billy? Not yeah, Billy. yeah, yeah. No. Wally, Wally, <laughs> why are you so heavy on the beef? You know, like, you know. You know, I loved that shit when I was, because I didn't know it existed, bro. You know what I mean? It was like I didn't even care about Transformers again until the internet came around. Honestly, until the internet came around is when I started like, you know, like, oh, shit, I remember this. Yeah. You know, so it's you like, get those, wow. you get those, You get those memories. They come flooding back, and it's like with positive vibes. Some of us. Like yourself and me, at times use it as an escape from yeah, shitty yeah, situations. Yeah, of course, you know. So sometimes those memories are kind of bad. Like, I'll I'll be real. Five face the was it four faces of death? Like the start of season three. Yeah, was probably the worst period for me growing up. So when I see those episodes, I try to avoid them. Like I will skip them on the DVD. Gotcha, gotcha. The DVD yeah, set. yeah. Like I I don't need to be reminded of that. Let's move on over here. Hey, you know. Yeah. Rodimus Prime killed himself. What the fuck? See, that was that was a real yeah. weird time for me too because I was in junior high school and I was also this was the point in time where we were living on mattresses. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, like like it was really tough for me like especially remembering those times because it's like wanting these action figures and wanting these Transformers and knowing I'm never going to get them. And all my friends at school had them. And I was like hanging out with these guys after school to just play with these figures and then going home to a to a, to a room that had a mattress on the floor, you know, with a little stack yeah. of comics. You know what I mean? Because that's all we were allowed to have because we didn't know when someone's going to come in and evict us, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, so I get it, man. So you, I definitely get it where, you, 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 you know, you're shining sometimes and sometimes you're kind of like uh, yeah they're kind of like those memories like man i love them and hate them at the same time but I, you know I what call those i call those memories fight club because you don't talk about fight club yeah you know? but you know and what and that's me deflecting but you know whatever yeah of course man but it makes us who we are bro it yeah. makes us i mean you tell someone that story or you uh, if i tell someone my story about that growing up they're like if you don't have no clue, man, you're like, holy shit, that's kind of fucked up. But it's it was fucked up, but it wasn't as fucked up as you think because I was still able to, 
grow. And that's when I started like drawing. I was reading uh, X-Men and New Mutants and Marvel Comics was huge with me. Started started drawing. You know, like that's when I think I started becoming very creative as a child. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Then, which led to graffiti when I moved to the project, doing graffiti, doing music. And it just launched me being into like a person that has so much culture. You know, I would never know about... Uh, James Brown or jazz music or certain amounts of music if I didn't get into hip-hop You know what I mean if I didn't start DJing if I didn't care about where that sample came from and knowing my mom had uh, a Billy Joel sample that was cool G rap, you know, what I mean sitting yeah. in her she came in one day My mom came into my room one day. She goes why are you playing Billy Joel? I said I'm not playing Billy. That's cool G rap. That's you know road to the riches She goes no, yeah. that's Billy Joel. I'm like, what are you talking about Billy Joel? Who the fuck is Billy Joel? She went into a record collection, threw it on her turntable, and she played me the original stiletto joint, which was Billy Joe. Damn, not only did she call you out, bro. She blew, blew my fucking mind. Blew my fucking <laughs> like, I ran downstairs to the into the park with that record like I was a fucking superstar. And we went to my friend's house, we put on his fucking turntable, and all we talked about for fucking a week long was about that record. And that's when I found about uh uh, Slime of Family Stone with the Jungle Brothers because I got it yeah. like that. Da, 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 da. I found all these records in her collection, which got me into finding samples, which got me into making music. So it all goes back to that, man. It all goes back to that one day where my mom walked into the room and she said, Why are you listening to Billy Joel? Huh? What are you talking <laughs> about? You know what I mean? So it's like weird, man. Yeah, it's weird shit. Not, I don't think anybody really knows about. That. I don't. I, you know, I spoke about it a couple of times, but you know, you me- you mentioned drawing, and and I wanted to throw the story. It's a little embarrassing, but to this day, my mom throws it in my face to remind me. Cause so when my nephews play with each other, I have two nephews, Sebastian and Alex. Shout out to them. I love my boys. Um, you know, they they are talking like the characters. They're they're doing the sound effects, right? And I'm like, and I cracked the joke to mom. I'm like, my, oh man, like from here, it sounds like they're going fucking crazy, right? So you walk in, they're playing with toys and it's like, whatever. And mom's <laughs> like, you know, she's like, that's nothing. She's like, when you were like 11, mind you, I started drawing when I was nine. She's like, when you were 11 and you started learning how to do your own comic books, because, you know, we couldn't always buy them, even though they were like 75 cents back then. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, today you got to freaking take out a personal loan to get a trade paperback or omnibus. <laughs> But I mean, like, she's like, when you were like 11, you would sit there with notebook paper, draw your little squares. And then as you're drawing it, you would speak what your guys were doing. And of then course. You yeah, sound yeah. effects. Wow. And then she's like, and she's like, for one, she's like, for the longest time, son, I sat there. And when your dad would visit, I would say, our son is low key crazy. <laughs> I don't know what a Magneto is or what a Green <laughs> Goblin is, but they're fighting and he's trying to stop them. <laughs> and my dad would be like, oh, no son of mine is going crazy. What's going on? Then he would see the drawing and then he'd, you know, whatever. But it, as I grow older now, on occasion, if I'm by myself in the house and the wife is out and I am drawing because, you know, I work on commissions, I'll sometimes. Yeah, talk man, I've shit seen like some. I I, I, dude, I've been seeing some of your new shit, man. It's fucking good stuff, bro. I, I got to get fun. better. It's fun. And, no, 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 no. Your style is fun. Dude, honestly, man, when you look at it, you see fun, man. It's not about, you know, it really is fun stuff, man. Honestly, man. I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass because I'm talking to you either, man. It's like, it's, it's, it's just fun. It's, it's like, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, it was really. Even your old school work. shit that you did online with your animation shit, man. Yeah, that shit that is was, fucking great, man. That was That's, a lot of work. Dude, you know of course that. it is, bro. <laughs> of course of it is. Work. 
that's why it's like i mean you look at it and be like i this is a f- how and why and i there's no way and i think you did a video where you kind of explained how you tried to do it yeah is, am yeah. i right about that do yeah. i remember yeah, correctly i do drink i do drink a lot of beer so you know like, I'm kinda <laughs> like you know yesterday could be tomorrow but uh yeah dude and like you showed the way you did things and i'm like man this is so much work and you know like who appreciate that shit people you gotta appreciate this shit you know the funny thing is a three minute cartoon will take me like four weeks maybe a month to do it's it's like like, that like a three minutes a three minute song could take me a year to make fucking work man and then some guy that's able, guy or girl that's able to do that full time, knocks out something longer in yeah, less amount yeah, of time. Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, you know, it's about productivity, dedication." So I was like, "Fuck you! You ain't got a job. You ain't yeah, got no yeah, exactly, bro, man." But yo, man, uh, I totally fucking respect you. I love your style, man. Well, your style you. is fucking dope, man. It's 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 so it's obscure enough, not where it's too off the rails, but it's still, you know what I mean? It, it yeah. still keeps that. You look at your shit. You're like, yeah, that's fucking dope, man. That yeah, really is, man. You. And like I said, I'm not blowing smoke, man. That's just me, honestly saying, man. But it's yeah. like I do it now, especially around my nephews. I do them now in front in front of them. I'll take the because I work on an iPad now. I yeah, yeah, Bobby's yeah. Skull face for that because Bobby well, that's was the one that was romanticizing the iPad Pro. Well, that's what's so great about it. It's like you're doing it a little digital, man. You know, that's yeah. what's so fucking great about it, man. Like I still sit down and write on pads. I I don't know. I can't draw digital. I'll never draw digital. I can barely fucking. You know what I mean? Like. It's incredible what you, you do. If you were to try it, I think you would like yeah. it because what I was notorious for doing is I would draw, like, for example, Spider-Man all messed up, beaten up, right? And he's saying, ow. And then because one thigh looked fatter than the other, I crumble up the whole paper, throw it away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, now you can fix he, that thigh. Yeah, it's like iPad. Oh, just erase yeah. that. Uh, and it's it filling things in. That. Yeah, filling things. Yeah. It's like music, man. It's like music. Yeah. It's like music. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like totally like fucking, fucking music. Great. But you know, like what what got me in when I started like drawing that shit, like when I got to the projects, it was like it was so easy for me to transition to graffiti. It was just like learning lines and and, and mm-hmm. colors and and blends and blurs, and then uh, learning how to control a spray paint can. You know, how the flow yeah. of paint. And I mean, that took a long time. And I'm I'm not ever saying that I was ever a master, but I've done some great pieces in my time that I remember, and and if I had a great time. You know, bombing. I bombed some trains, and you know, I, I did some work on walls, and you know, I wasn't the master tagger. I never was the big guy to go out tagging because I wasn't about bombing. I was, I was about making, you know, the murals. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, and and doing letter styles and arrows and all that shit like that. So you know, so you know, like it's kind of weird. Like it transitioned to music. You know, it just transitioned yeah. to music. So you mentioned comic books when you were sleeping on a mattress. What were some of the ones you always tried to stay up with? Um. When I first started collecting comics, it was weird. My mom would take me to comic stores and like they would give her stuff that they would say that because I was mad young. I wasn't allowed to read them. But when I first got into comic books, X-Men was always my draw. I don't remember. I went to Forbidden Planet in like 1983. And this is in the village in Manhattan. We went down to the basement. My mom took me there. She was looking for a Voltron for me. And then I saw comic books because Voltron was big back then. I was looking for comic books, looking into, the, and I just started picking up a trade paperback. It was a trade paperback of it wasn't even it was it was the uh, God Loves Man Kills, okay, uh, graphic novel that got me into. She got that for me, um, and we didn't get a Voltron, of course, but you know, 
uh, we, we we did go back to that fucking store and I bought a couple of books. But you know, that comic, God Loves Man Kills X Men, that graphic novel just brought me into the X Men. I wanted everything X Men. Started collecting X Men. I was always a Spider Man from kid, from being a kid. But I never. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the seventies. There was Migos. You had Spider Man, Batman, Green Goblin. Yeah. yeah, it was the Mego era. But you didn't you didn't read comic books. You just had the figures. You didn't know what they were for. I was too young to understand. But then, the one big draw for me was the X Men. X Men, New Mutants, Amazing Spider Man. I dabbled into other titles uh, in my younger years, but that's where I, I most mostly stayed. Uh, picked up some of the early 80s, 80s stuff like Secret Wars came out and con- uh, Contest of Champions. All these little, you know, your, your comic guy says, pick this up and read it. It's going to be good. <laughs> and then you start like, you know, then I started like buying some Fantastic Four and then you start branching out. Next thing you know, you got like a 40, 40 $45, $50 a week comic book fucking high in the 80s and you're, and you're, and yeah. you're selling papers on a paper route, you're like, whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, you got to chill out and figure out what you're doing here. Shit, but I, yeah. Just to make you youngins feel really young, you could go into a comic shop, walk out with a stack of comic mm-hmm. books and only have spent like $10. Dude, you remember when comics... When I started collecting comics, they were 35 cents. Okay. I think that was around the... Uh, that was right after around the... Uh, um, the uh, uh, Dark Phoenix saga. That's okay. around that time. And I remember the big jump to 60 cents. And then they jumped to 75. This is in the 80s. And, yeah. the, and the plus books were like a buck, buck and a quarter. You know what I mean? And it was still fair, man. It was still fair. Now it you wasn't go, that bad. Now you go to buy a comic, it's 350, and you got fucking computerized fucking art. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, yeah. you know, the back in the day, people were putting pencils on fucking paper and ink and yep. coloring and... There was a fucking art to this. There was an art to it, man. That's why I think like people really don't give old school comic books as, as much love as they should. I mean, of course they do because it's worth money and, and people fucking oh. grade it and they slab it and they think, oh, but, and, you know, and honestly, I think slabbing comics brought the love for comic books back because they, it, it was a dying, it was dying there for a while. Yeah. Once the grading system came back, then the collectors came back and it's cool. And you have your grade. I'm not a graded guy. I'd rather have my my shit raw, but you know, <laughs> but you know that just baby. I like it raw. I like them raw. But you know, it's like I, I'm not a big fan of the grading system because you know you're paying someone hundred dollars. You know, yeah. Now it's worth four hundred dollars. I don't. I don't get it. I don't see. It is whatever it is. Whatever. Whatever you guys like. But then you, you can't know. touch it. You can't touch it anymore. You can't see yeah. the art in the pages. The art's in the pages. The, yep, the whole I'm, point of it is to have what's in the pages, but uh, like you that's could, another You could argument. tell, in, back in those days, you could tell when a book was rushed because the coloring would be off. Like, Daredevil's mask would be all white or flesh-colored. Yeah, or, you had those Yeah, you had those imprints or they bleed, it would bleed over yep. and, like, you know. But that was yep. so cool about it. It was like there was actually guys sitting there with it on a, on a, on a, on a drawing table. And they were actually, all right, my, uh, oh, shit, I got a 20-day deadline. They had to get it done in 20. Yep. You know, and they were doing the lettering, everything. Like, uh, the, the title oh, on the top was all cut out, and it was imprinted, and was it was, they took a picture of it. And it was like, it was such a great industry back in the day. But, yeah, for me, it was like the mutants because I always thought myself, how I was living my lifestyle wasn't right. 
It wasn't like anything my friends were living. I was living in a fucking apartment on a mattress. I felt I was a mutant. You know, I was overweight. My mom didn't have money really to give me the the best clothing. You know what yeah. I mean? I went to fucking sometimes to school with sweatpants on and Adidas with five stripes or four stripes. You get what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yep. the rejects, yep. you know, like, like, but I had to go, you know what I mean? I had to go to school. I got fucking ridiculed for a while there. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed to talk about this. This is part of my life and how I came up and how I am, why I'm a little bit like I am today. Um, but, you know, it was just how it was back in the day. And that's just. That was the cards I was dealt, and I and I and I did what I had to do, and worked around all that bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, caught a lot of flack in school and whatever, blah blah blah. But you know, a couple of years later, people were coming to me because I was the guy making the DJ tapes and doing the airbrush shirts. Yeah. So the same dude that was making fun of me in ninth grade, now it's eleventh grade, and people know about my tapes. Now they know about my my art. Now all of a sudden they're coming to me. You get what yeah. I'm saying? So there's a turnaround. You know what I mean? There's a turnaround. <laughs> yep. Yep. Shout to Brooklyn and, in the 80s. And, and you know, and, and as you're older now, you probably realize now that it doesn't matter what the name of the clothing is on the T-shirt you wear. You just want that shit to last longer than a year. Or a few watches. That shit better say Realm of Collectors if I'm wearing <laughs> Just saying. I mean... No, but, I'm just no, saying, man. Like, grow, being part of the, the that generation that grew up with Fubu cross yeah, colors. Yeah, you remember Nike. that? Like, we gave a fuck about our gear. Now, yeah, I'll buy T-shirts on a, a Hanes five pack on fucking Amazon <laughs> with a pair of fucking Wrangler jeans with some Air Monarchs, and I'm strutting. And you're sitting and there I'm going, strutting. "I'm going to this guy's wedding wearing this." I'm, I'm strutting. Yo, yeah. I'm straight. I'm straight. Yeah. I'm straight. Got the tongue out, and I'm chilling. Yep. I'm over here looking at a pair of Adidas the other day on Amazon. Like, man, that's six dollars, dude. If, and if I, you're and I remember yeah. working for my dad's bodega all summer, saving up money to buy Air Jordans for 120 back in the 90s. Dude, for me, it's about comfort now because my feet yeah. are so shot working you know, retail for 20, 30 years that I got to get the right shoes for my feet. Especially when I have now, I have MS and my fucking nerves are all fucked up in my feet. I got to buy better, sh different shoes. I can't wear. What I wanted to do, I can't throw a pair of fucking shell toes on because I'll be in agony every step I take. Mm. So, you know, now I have to adapt with my age. So now I'm wearing grandpa's shoes, but yeah. I'm making it work. The way I flex hey. it, it works good. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like who gives, I mean, if you're, if you're, in, if you're 50 years old, like I'm 51, like, and you still give a fuck about fashion and that's the worst first thing on your fucking mind, bro. Get your shit together. I bet you, you. I bet you don't got kids. You got no money in the fucking bank. You have no ambitions. There's nothing in your fucking nothing in your four hundred one k. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. know, if, if, if that's your fucking mentality at your age, and you're worried about flossing, come on, man. Shit. I'm not saying you can't have good shit, but you know what? You gotta be smart now, man. You because, gotta be responsible you know, now. Yeah, yeah, man. And I don't want to be the grandpa of all this shit, but you know. Yeah, no, you got to let them know sometimes. You know, I've, been, I've always been a Marshall shopper, so <laughs> Marshalls and uh, Burlington Co-Factory. You know, you get them Echoes for $9.99 at a 3X, you know what I mean? Yep. Back in the yep. day, you know, 18 Echo shirts and some fucking Woo Wear, Rock Aware, and you're good. 3X is kind of snug for some of us, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, nowadays, um, <laughs> nowadays, who cares if two stitches are out of place? You know, yeah. I'll rock them shits for $19. Yep. 
But yeah, let's go figure. So I mean, so what what are you, what are your plans now, like for the future, when it comes to not just Dustmites the producer, but also Dustmites the Facebook group admin, Dustmites the realm of collectors, you know, founding, you know, one of the creators. Like, well, what what's what's where do you see yourself in the next five years? <laughs> wow, that that infamous question. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, all of a sudden, I'm a third party figure. <laughs> when do you see third party? Uh, I don't know, man. Like, like I, I mean, I, I, I've been doing a lot of. A lot of people don't understand what I do and how I am. I, 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 I kind of like look for talent and, and look for people that can continue this. If I'm gone and some of the the higher ups decide that they move on because people move on. If you, if you notice anything yeah. in any type of collector's crew or, or group or podcasting or whatever you do, people move on. People, uh, uh find something new or this isn't for them anymore. Or they, or, or they just tend to just things happen in our life or they grow up or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and that's where it was. And like, I've always had kind of like a, a knack for finding some talent. So, you know, what I'm doing now is trying to find, like, the next generation to keep the ROC going. I mean, we've been going a very long time, and if you don't know that we we did start in 2002 under the, the moniker of Ring of Collectors, and that went for about seven or eight years, and uh, we brought it back for, for this next generation. So I don't know, but um, becoming, like, with, with what we do on the, the, the podcast channel is, like, if you notice, there's new people on, and I'm trying to find new shows, and I want to get shows every day of the week. I would like to take a step back from being the guy on the shows and just uh, having people that are new, bringing new content to the channel mm -hmm. and just keeping it moving. The, the next generation, like maybe my old ways or, or the foundation, but you know, you don't need to hear from me anymore. You need to hear from these guys. Yeah. These are the guys you need to hear from. These are, you know, this is what's going to take us to the next level. So, you know, I just always seem to be that guy. Not like I was going to say, yo, I'm out. You're never going to hear from me anymore. I'm done with the RLC. But, you know, there's a lot of people that out there that have a lot to bring to the table. They just don't know it yet. And I'm kind of like the guy that, like, opens their eyes and makes them realize that they have that, you know? Yeah. Have that confidence. You know what I mean? Not everybody mm -hmm. has it. Not everybody right. has it. Believe me, You're not right. everybody has. It. A lot of well, people out make... there think. A lot of people out there think they have it, and they think they're that guy. And you're like, yeah, yeah, you're not that fucking guy, bro. You know, I've been doing this for fucking twelve years. And granted, we don't got fucking millions of fucking listeners, but I like to keep it in our pocket that we keep it. We we're not unmonetized, which lets us talk about a little bit more than you can when you're monetized. Let a little bit more f words and and, and slurs could come out and. You know, <laughs> curses and whatnot. You know what I mean? Like we we could talk what we want to talk to a point before you 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 break the guidelines, and that's why we're not monetized. That's why, and I think us not being monetized has held us back from not being uh, bigger than we are. But yeah. where we really do strive is like your meetups. Your meetups not about a Facebook group. It's not about a, a podcast or a YouTube channel. It's the meetups. It's people getting together and hanging out with each other. And, and saying like, I got this to take part of one of them. That was best fun. of my weekends, best weekend of my fucking life. You know, and yep. I mean, like you move on from there, man. So where I will be in five years, hopefully I will be uh, still around in some sort of way. Hopefully I'm still healthy and um, hopefully I'm still making beats, you know? Yeah. You know, it's hard to say nowadays once you start getting. Remember, my son's going down. My son's not going up, you know? 
So health wise, hopefully I'm I'm gonna be uh still going strong and uh here to uh inspire, you know, mm-hmm. and, and hang out and, and bullshit and fuck with and laugh with. The best part of, of this shit is when I can laugh with my friends. You know what I mean? Just laugh and hang out and have a good time. It's not about what we're talking about. If I could just laugh with you and make you laugh and you laugh with me, that means the world to me. Honestly, man. Honestly. And that's like everything that I do. All I do is want to make people laugh. I'm the sad clown, as they say. (laughs) (laughs) Not to turn it negative, but. Oh, it's it's all right. So. You know, so we're we're gonna wrap things up here. So I think that's a perfect. Always, I think that's a perfect yeah. spot, man. I think yeah. that was a perfect way to wrap it up. So check out Dust Mites on Spotify on Bandcamp. It's not just an app. You don't have to give out personal info. Yeah. Just download the fucking app. Yeah, I'm on Amazon. You know? I'm on Apple Music. I'm on iHeart, Pandora. Uh, what is that other one that people wanted me to get on? I forgot it was. I don't know. Fucking Justin L hit me up. I don't, I forgot what it was called. Moxer, Noxer, whatever the fuck it is. I'm on that too. YouTube music, just uh, topic dust mites, uh, Bandcamp. If you want to use my music for one of your reels on Instagram and Facebook, it's there also. So it's nice. pretty cool how you know uh, this for for only a, a small amount a year your distributor can get you out there like that. So shout out to all you independent uh, artists, you can get your music out there. Just get people to listen to it is the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, Getting definitely. people to listen to it. So, And as long as you don't make all your songs about you mining crypto in your spare time. <laughs> so, you know, don't, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Actually, gonna no, 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 no. I was going to say uh, Realm of Collectors. I didn't know if uh, Realm of Collectors on uh, YouTube, the Facebook group, you know, the meetups and whatnot, man. Don't forget about that also. Um, that's uh, my love. That's my heart. That's my... Uh, my foundation, you know, that yep. will always be be me. Even if I'm not around, that will always be me. That's probably one of the best parts of my Facebook right now. That besides the Oh Hill Unicron page on Facebook. Yes, don't forget about that. Unicron. Maybe we'll get past 200 likes. You never know. Dude, no, man, but, um, you know what? It's, it, and we didn't talk about really talk about collecting, but it's 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 hard now, man. Like. I've always felt like I got I feel like I got one foot out the door now because there's not much that um I'm really digging, man. And it's like it's like how you guys could still come up with content it it still puts some it, it's great on your point because it's really hard sometimes, man. It really is. Like there's not much coming out nowadays, man, you know. You know, it's I mean unless yeah. you unless you're scraping like Brian Brink, man, but you know <laughs> it's like to have a two hour conversation about Transformers, I don't know if I could do it. Honestly. There, man, there's days where I just want to segue into something else, you know. Like, yeah. Hey, what, what do you yeah. guys think of Ghost Adventures? Is that a good yeah, show? Yeah, you but then well, that? you're not a Transformer fucking podcast. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. But you know what? You know what? You guys find a way between the banter because you guys have been doing it for so long. You know, you could spend enough time talking about something that branches off to a little something that still stays oriented and keeps people engaged. And then, you know, you know, you know what I mean? So it's like, yep. so, you know, it's and great. The re- you know what? I, you know, I still appreciate you guys, man. And I still uh, oh. do. I listen as much. And I'm going to be honest. No, because I'm not into Transformers as much anymore. Like when I was collecting every day, that would be weekly. It's like it's, hard, you know, but I still 
pick up and listen. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah. and like, like you know, it's because I'm not. And like sometimes, just like you know, it's like you feel like, well, I want to hear what these guys are fucking talking about again. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. and I click in, and I'm like, oh man, and that camaraderie comes in. You got raw. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you know, you guys bouncing off each other. And I'm like, man, yeah, this is this is what I miss most about it. You know what I mean? It's not yep. collecting transformers or giving a fuck about transforming transformers. And that's what I always told people. It's about the people, the camaraderie, the people, the people that you have around you. I'd say what oh, will always be a, a memory of that show of Ohio Unicron for me will always be we were in this house, we closed on this house, not even a month, and I'm doing the episode of the show and a fucking drive-by happened in the house behind us. Oh, Jesus. And instead of like me cowering, all I could do was lower my head and still be like, yeah, you know, that Legends Class Optimus Prime is not all cracked up. To, uh, hold on. You know, yeah, and I'm hearing my wife gasp. I'm like, shit, I really got to check this out now. It was funny. This uh, uh, When I was doing one too many, I do one too many podcasts. Frogman had a certain situation happen with two neighbors over that were fighting with each other. And they started popping off in the backyard also, man. <laughs> and he was just like, he was he was like, oh, he was like, but we, we ran with it. I said, go out there, be the reporter on the scene. <laughs> There's some guy with a laptop coming out here. Saying, oh, what the fuck? No, are you he's doing? got his he's got his little little fucking tablet. <laughs> hey, orderly, what's going on, son? That's, that's what I like too. If, if you guys that are listening to this, you understand. Whenever a hangout link gets posted, you have to jump in on that. Yeah, man. Because the way some of these guys like they they'll they'll be like I am right now behind a chair chilling or some dudes will be like you know they're holding a smartphone and you know their arms getting tired because they're constantly adjusting <laughs> you know they're moving one hand to the other and then the, the hand that's freed up goes behind their head because they're laying down <laughs> shout out to those guys i forget the the guys i noticed that but i'm just like this motherfucker oh, i'm tired yeah man that's what's so DM. cool about it. it's like nowadays you could be pc laptop tablet phone yeah uh, a toilet bowl with the right wires connected nowadays i don't know how people connect nowadays but it's our bathroom crazy. our bathroom fan has a bluetooth but that's insane so bro if you, insane so if i'm not careful like you know i'll do the dishes the wife will go wash up or something in the bathroom and i'll be jamming out to like my earbuds in while I'm doing dishes, and then suddenly the music's gone, and then I'm hearing it blaring in the bathroom. <laughs> so it'll go like from like you know like it'll be like oh, who was I listening to? I listen to so much variety, but lately I've been on an '80s kick, right? Because of synth. You mentioned synth. Yeah, man. Synth music. Yeah, yeah. So I've been on an '80s kick. So Dude, I'm synth, listening... synth wave is insane, man. Yeah, I'm I'm listening to you know some random '80s group. Uh, I think they were called. Uh, it's called Call Me. The group's called Photograph or something like that. Um, and it's like being a bitch and I'm like jamming my head and then it goes away and then I just hear it playing in the bathroom and before I could disconnect my wife's like babe seriously this song sucks <laughs> she's a Pearl Jam girl like you know alternative rock 90s oh chick, no which is no fine. Oh, oh, no. oh no oh no 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 like sometimes She'll play her music, and I'm in I'm in the living room while she's taking a shower. Then I hear, "I seem to recognize." Dude, the worst. Well. My the worst music. My one of the, my last big relationships. It, she was a country girl. I was all hip hop, and she was 12 years younger than me. It was the worst. Shania Twain, or, or what's not oh, Shania no. Twain? What's her name? Fucking. Uh, Oh man, what's the fucking one chick that's that big? knocked out your headlights? Dude, what's that one drive? fucking chick that I can't stand to this day? 
Oh, I think she's on. married to another big country star. Country, country, country chick. This fucking panty. Oh, I just wanted to just pull the fucking arm on the door and roll out the car. I swear to God, it was the worst. Ex- Ugh. It was it was no wonder why it lasted so long. It's but, funny you know, though because like if if not, you was it not Shania Twain? What the fuck was her name? No, not Shania Twain. It was uh, no. You know who it is. I know. the one that sold her old catalog recently. Yeah. yeah Heck, what's her name? Everybody loves it. Taylor Swift. There How do I Taylor not Swift. know Taylor Swift? It's tattooed on my brain for twelve years, and all of a sudden, I can't remember this cunt. I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say cunt, but you know, ugh. That was Shout out to the Taylor life. Swift fans paying twenty five yeah. grand for a ticket. Yeah, get that Dust Mates remix. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna push that Taylor Swift Dust Mates remix. How funny would that be? You're gonna remix "Shake It Off" and end it with three gunshots. Yeah. And she, you know she's driving around, listening to it. She doesn't know it's my music, bitch. <laughs> How's that new guy? I'm sorry. Uh, that's just me being disgruntled dust. That's the character I play. It's I funny. know you loved her, bro. It's cool. <laughs> I loved you. <laughs> yeah. When I was with you, my credit score was 620, and I had zero in the bank. I got 40 G's in the bank. I'm gonna eat 05. Oh yeah, I'm doing so much worse. <laughs> Sorry, that's, I'm that's sure. My, I'm, that was my I'm relationship sure right now. I'm sure she's not listening to that, but you know, that's yeah. how it is. <laughs> and she wipes away tears with hundred dollar bills. Yeah, yeah, not Why mine. Is he so mean to me. I'm famous. N- not Here. mine. Hundred dollar bills. His hundred dollar bills. Bro, but, had a great fucking time, man. Glad, I'm glad you came, dude. On. This Thank is great, man. I love this, man. I think you really need to do this more. Hopefully, people will be outgoing and you know, and bring something to the table. Remember, people, if you do this show, bring something to the table. Don't make it like, and then get some good stories, talk, have a good time. This was fucking great. It was very therapeutic for me. You heard a lot of shit from my life that not a lot of people heard. Yeah. I mean, I can't you know believe I mean? you killed the guy, but that's okay. Hey, you hey, whoa, 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 back it up. I was, I was beep, edited beep, out. <laughs> beep. You know, All Dust right. Mites exclusives here, man. I'm giving <laughs> you some shit, you know. So I do. I have a lot of stuff playing, having more people come on, but also want yeah, to discuss man. topics that, like, uh, especially some new stuff. Like, I'm a big true crime fan, and I just for like the I've been listening to a lot of podcasts talk about Gabriel Fernandez. Uh, if you don't have a strong stomach, don't look into it. Uh, no, I won't. It's 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 a fucked up story about a poor kid and some shitty parents. Um, but I will be doing an episode on that where I'll be mercilessly picking on both the mom and the stepdad. Oh, um, yeah. Well, they're in jail. What are they going to do? Send someone up to Florida? Nah, Come they're on. coming after you, man. So they're, they're I, not... I like what you're doing, man. It seems like you're going to you, know... you just speak what you want to speak and not worry about what people give a fuck about. Unless, it, it's, don't a, like... unless it's about the Mexican cartel. You don't fuck with them. Apparently, yeah. Well, you know what? Take care of business. If they find we we have spoken uh, the one too many podcasts we, uh, with me, Frog and uh, Beans and Rob Nat. We have spoke about the cartel a couple of times. Yo, Frog has got some crazy stories from the cartel, man. He really fucking laid some shit down about restaurants where they walk in, they take everybody's phone, they pay for everybody's meal, they eat their dinner. You know, it's some crazy fucking yeah. stories, bro, man. So, dude, I'm in, man. I'm in, man. I can't yeah. wait to see what you guys are talking about, man. I'm, man, I'm so, in. I'm in, man. Dude, man, thank you. Thank on behalf you. of me and my first fan of All Hell Unicron Presents The New Ozone. Version 2. Version two. Yeah, what are you calling? Yeah. This is a come on. You got to break it down. You got to keep it. You keep it's, it's you all legal, keep man. It it's all legal. Shout you got to keep Robert it D, simple, man. You got to keep it simple, man. You know. 
the Ozone version 2, shout out to Robert D, my attorney, helping me keep it legal. And we're going to keep doing this. I'll try to do this as I would want to do this as like, you know, Oh, Unicron uploads an episode one week and then my shit the, the next the week. The opposite week. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we have ready content coming up because I would love to develop some sort of baby network. Sure. And, and showcase, like you said, this, the newer generation. You know, yeah, I may yeah, be yeah. tempted to, to get a segment in with my 11-year-old nephew, what 11-year-old thinks. That's and great. That's fucking awesome, be, man. He'll probably be a prick the entire time because he doesn't like doing voice work anymore. You know? <laughs> but fun fact, Eddie... Anymore. Does, well, you need to pay him for the old voice work to make him get the new voice work. comes over here, I cook for him, I feed him, <laughs> I take him to movies, I buy him shit. He owes me. These fucking but, kids. Give me shit. Minecraft points. Minecraft points. Like, yeah, Minecraft how about that points. Minecraft gift card deal? I'm like, yeah, I got your brother one. Robo blocks or whatever the yeah. fuck that shit is. Oh my God, I'm so glad I don't have fucking kids, man. My God, my my nephew Alex is so into that, like balls deep. It's like, it's weird. So like, just for everyone to know, I used to refer to my nephew Sebastian. We are getting out of here, people. We're just going to tell you that right now. (laughs) My nephew Sebastian, I used to refer to him as my mini con, right? Because when he was a, when he was a baby baby, he was all about Transformers with me. I bought him his first Transformer, which was a rescue bot Inferno. And at the time I had a little setup next to my television and back when I lived with my mom and he would put that Infernal Transformer with, like, my Hexatron, you know? And I'm just like, I don't belong there. But I'm like, oh, it's kind of cute. <laughs> now it's like, yeah, that Transformers, that's cool, whatever. Hey, are you going to give me that Minecraft, like, gold card gift certificate? I'm like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to buy that. Do you love me? Yeah. Fortnite, okay, Fortnite. Cool. Yeah, can I play Fortnite at your house, do you? Yeah, you, you, could, you don't want to watch a movie? No, I want to play Fortnite. Uncle Oscar, okay. you got $20 for this new pick? <laughs> this building tool that I need. Uh, it's good. And skin. Skins. Dude, when we were young, what what what, what did you know a skins to be? It, to hell? Hell it wasn't a fucking it video was game a, fucking no, character fucking suit. Yo, yeah, oh, it was meant something. Mm, skins. It, it, Shout it, it, to Grand Pooba. Skins. Skins. But, skins. Oh, my God. And then my youngest nephew, Alex, now, I gave him... My old my G1 Predaking, which has my oldest Transformer in the collection. And I got to give the kid credit because he's seven. But I told him, you see this one right here? And I point that tantrum. He's like, yeah. I'm like, that's the oldest one I had when I was a little older than you. And he goes, okay, can you put that up high so no one messes with it? I'm like, yeah, 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 I can do that. Yeah, you take, take good care of this shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why I love you. And then, you know, I take him out. We go toy hunting together. And it's like, I'll, you know, he'll want, like, all the Transformers, but then he'll see a Roblox character. Oh, yeah, there it goes. And I'm just like, oh, you little shit. All right, all right there he goes. <laughs> That's three bucks compared to 25. I'm not losing money. Dude, I know. Yeah, well, I know how we are trying to keep, uh, like, when I would go out with my nephew and, and, like, keep him, like, or my niece, keep him, like, around what we like. Yeah. yeah, they're going to like what they're going to like, man. It's yeah, a new generation, are. man. So just but, the fact that you could walk down the aisles and still find Transformers and certain old school stuff. And you know it's not for the kids. You know they're, they're doing that for us, man. Honestly, mm-hmm. man. Honestly. It, let's let's grab these millennial uh, old school fuckers in here and, and, and get their money. But you And know. I mean, it, it rubs off on me, too, because you couldn't get me to care about Spider-Man two years ago. But because mm-hmm. of them and Tom Holland... I'm all like, I'm all in now. I'm like, I'm playing the games. I'm yeah. reading the comics again. I yeah, yeah, figures. Yeah. I'm drawing the motherfucker. Yeah, And yeah. I'm just like, yo, all right. Yeah, he ain't bad. Yeah, all right. And then it's like, finally, like, you know, as a Latino, it was hard to see proper representation in comic books. When I was a kid, we had El Matador on Super Friends. <laughs> now we have Miles Morales. 
No, was no the, the that was Apache. He grew bigger. That wasn't him. It yeah, was, he was, uh, he's Native American. Yeah, yeah, he's Native. He American. at least looked cool. El Matador had like some <laughs> stupid gold trim, no shirt, a belt, a red cape, and he had optic blast. Did he fly? No, but he teleported. So he. Who's the one that? Who's the one that could uh, turn himself into like a fucking torn? The red tornado wasn't yeah. he like Latino also? No, man, he, was he wasn't. That died and put put in a row. I don't. I'm not a big red tornado. I just know he wasn't Latino. <laughs> Well, and I was like, you know, I was a kid. I was like, oh, hey, he's like, well, you know what, me, amigos, and I'm honestly, like, hey, Spanish guy, Matador. Oh. Honestly, that's what I love so much about when the new X Men were introduced. It was a team of everybody. You yep. had a Russian guy, you had a, yep. a Canadian guy, you had uh, Storm was from Africa, you had uh, Nightcrawler from Germany. It was just like yep. this whole. It was this whole fucking pot of pleasure pot of people, and that's how I always felt like growing up, like growing. Going from Canarsie to the like to, to the projects where you had like Polish people, black people, Puerto Rican, some Chi- some Chinese, little bit you know yeah. a little bit of white people, and over there you had Jamaicans, and then you over had you had the, the Hasidic Jewish people. It just I, that's how I always like love the X Men being like mutants and like so many different fucking people. Part of that man, it's like come on man, how could you not look at that comic book and not say that's about diversity and about everything? You know what I mean? Yep. It's so it's so crazy, man. Yep. All right, you, I know we're trying you, to get the fuck out of here, man. I just want to say one fact. Could you imagine that one Canadian character would become one of the most popular comic book characters in history? I, I mean, I was Did always believe that? I was always drawn to it. Yeah. That was Colossus and Wolverine were always my major draws. Yep. Always my anything with Colossus and Wolverine were my major draws. Not not big enough to pick up uh, Hulk one eighty one or eighty one eighty two. Yeah, it was before yeah. my time. I never had the book, but I do got some keys. But you know, not that good. Yeah. But when I first started reading the X Men, like independently, was around when um, when Wolverine it was right after Jean Grey died. It was right after the the Phoenix Saga. So you know, that's when I picked up the books. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's when I started, man. All right. But hey, we're really gonna go this time. All right. <laughs> no fake outs. So on behalf of me. <laughs> And my awesome guest, I want to thank you.